Welcome back to another Get Geekish podcast. I'm Bino. That's Derek over there. How you doing this afternoon, evening, just whatever day it is, time of day it is? I know, right? The time change <laughs> threw everybody off. I'm all right. Uh, we uh, decided that we're going to talk a little music again this week because uh, Derek said he was jamming out of some Less Than Jake or something this week and thinking of how much fun ska music is. We thought we'd talk a little bit about the history mm -hmm. of the ska genre, some of our fond memories of it, and maybe a few of the new bands that are uh, carrying that flag around for that genre. Well, it's funny to me, too, is I, just on the crash course of the ska, I didn't realize that it's been around as long as it has. Because to me, like, you know, ska to me is was like peak what mid to the late 90s and there's some odd early 2000s yeah kind of kicked off in the late 80s and then through the 90s got pretty big and then early 2000s started you know going downhill a little bit as far as popularity goes and most people that have heard of ska that they think of bands from from that time frame mm -hmm. well and i was sitting here looking at this like ska itself is a musical genre that originated in jamaica in the late 1950s and it was the precursor to the rock steady and the reggae so that's kind of cool. Like, without ska, we wouldn't have some of the reggae sounds that we have now. And, and, and I, 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 do, I, do want to, I don't want to interrupt you, but I do no, want to throw that there because I know there's a lot of uh, very... Uh, how am I going to say this? A lot of people that are really into certain thing, styles of music, and I'm not a historian or a, an nope. expert of any kind, so I don't want to get any hate mail because we're confusing ska or reggae or two-tone mm -hmm. versus modern ska. Like, we're just talking about it in a generic, like we do with everything else. I like ska-ish music. <laughs> yeah, so so basically I think what we're going to touch point on is ska punk. Mm -hmm. Because ska itself was, um, you know, combined elements of the Caribbean into a calypso with the American jazz and rhythm blues. So it's characterized by the walking bass line accented with rhythms on the offbeat, which again, started in the in the late 1950s, and then it kind of evolved. And then come the 80s, some punk bands were like, you know what? Let's incorporate some some brass into this. Let's 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 get some let's get some flavor. You know, I had, I had a theory about that, because especially in that time period, a lot of kids that were getting up into the uh, the punk and skate bands mm -hmm. were not necessarily the most popular kids. True. Punk music was still pretty, uh, you know, fringe on the outside of it. And most of those kids were not the most popular ones. And a lot of them were, you know, carrying around big band instruments after school. So they wanted to start a band. Their cool friends got a guitar. Their cool friends got some drums. They're like, I got this trumpet. Let's see what we can do, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah, I play, the, I play the alto sax. Come on. Let's see what you got. <laughs> hey, you kid with the trombone. I got an idea. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have angsty, angry music, but you need to make it sound happy, right? And that's the thing too is like you listen to some ska songs, some ska punk songs, and it's just like it's upbeat, it gets you moving, and then you listen to the lyrics like, oh, <laughs> okay. I mean, like you could say that about a lot of pop songs. You know, there's been a lot of them that are kind of just like you know, beep beep beep. And you're like, yeah, you actually listen to the lyrics you're like, oh. But I mean, I don't know. Like, what was your first introduction to ska? Because I'm curious. Um. I honestly think the first times I got into stuff was probably the Aquabats and Less Than Jake and Real Big Fish. Okay. Real Big Fish, I discovered for myself watching back in the day in Colorado. They had, what was it called? It was a, a TV show that was on public access that was a punk rock music video show. 
that I can't for the life of me remember what, what it was called. Yeah, but it was on like once a week at like two o'clock in the morning, and it was nothing but punk and ska music videos put together. I gotta find what that was called. It's gonna kill me. Um, <laughs> but I remember I, I saw that video for Everything Sucks. And I was enamored. And then within a few weeks or months of me seeing on there, it started getting played on MTV and got and they just kind of blew up and became the next big thing for an album or so. Uh, the Aquabats, it was simply their album cover. I was browsing through CDs over at uh, Angelo's CDs and Tapes in Longmont. And there was this band and they were all wearing bright green spandex onesies with like weird hats on i'm like this looks fun what's this all about <laughs> and i got home and i didn't know what to expect because i got to put in the cd player and it, and my, my brain goes to what is this like reggae or something and then i just kept listening to it and it was so happy that it i, I it was just infectious you just put it on and you're instantly like huh okay yeah yeah all right this is good <laughs> well i would definitely say it's not for everybody you know some people aren't fans of brass instruments. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I think my first, my first introduction to ska was the mighty, mighty boss tones. Um, back, back in the, the day, I'm pretty sure I heard them on the radio and I was like, in, even in there, it was like one of those ones was like, what is this? What, you know, played on the, it's just off enough that you, if you don't get it, you're not, it's yeah, it's not gonna, Right, and it's it's sitting there. I'm like, what is this? So, and I'm, I'm I'm not a fan of the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones by any means, and I actually don't actually listen to them. But it was one of those ones where I'm like, I don't know what this is. And then fast forward a little bit long, uh, a little bit later, you know, we had uh, MTV and VH1 that actually played music videos um, and Fuse TV, and I think that's how I found Less Than Jake. You know, Science is Selling Yourself Short. You just like listen to that. It's like, okay, you got Five Iron Frenzy. You're like, okay, like what? What is this? This is kind of good. <laughs> it it you know? was beyond kind of good. I, I will honestly say that probably of the concerts I've been to in my life, there's a handful of ska shows that are probably in the top 10, maybe even top five concerts I've ever been to as far as how much fun I had at them. Well, and some of the ska shows go hard too, don't they? Like with the mosh pits and stuff? Like they, people just going crazy? Yeah, but they were different. The, <laughs> one of the best ones I ever can think of is uh, Skankin' Pickle at the Fox Theater in Boulder. And it was the whole bottom pace was filled as a giant mosh pit, but in little punk rock mosh pits, people are throwing elbows, knocking each other out, you know, punching, kicking, shoving, generally showing things off like that. But you got into the ska pit, and everyone's just skanking and jumping up and down. And it became this crowd of 500 people just jumping in unison that you couldn't walk if you were in that crowd you were squished together so that you were just going up and down even if you weren't actively trying to jump and you were just being passed around like it was a giant washing machine and it was just non-stop and you weren't getting hurt nobody was pushing each other hurting each other it was just come on down let's that's that's dance i think the worst that you'd get out of that is somebody sweating your mouth oh yeah and then the first time I saw the Aquabats in concert was also at the Fox Theater, coincidentally. And that was one of the ones I went to, and uh, me and some of my buddies went back and came out of the show. I had my brand new Aquabat shirt that I bought that night, and in one night, it had already got all the little uh, rolls from the fabric, like, like it had you know, been drugged, <laughs> drugged through the laundry, and it was soaked through and through, top to bottom. Like, workout 
machine type thing. Just my shirt was not damp in spots, was just wet head to toe. You're like, that was the coolest concert I've ever seen in my life. And they put on, I mean, back then they put on a, a huge show too, especially for a small venue and a little no-name band. They had all kinds of props and costumes and stage tricks and pyrotechnics and fried chicken in a box and, you know. <laughs> well, it, you, uh, so let's, let's cover a couple things here. You said skanking. Mm-hmm. What is that for the kids? Because, I mean, obviously that means something different these days. Does it? Am I, I'm pretty. What, what, what does it mean now? Well, I mean, yeah, just. Yeah, never mind. Okay, I'm yeah. gonna, I'm I'm just gonna look up the Urban Dictionary just so I can know. So I don't want to be too out of touch for it because I just in my head the first part of that word means something different. But uh, you <laughs> used it. You used it as what? What does it mean? It's it's just a it's just a, a dance. Skanking is a form of dancing that's usually around ska, ska punk, reggae, drum and bass kind of musics, and it was it was it was easy to do because you didn't have to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> it was there was people that had their very specific sky dance but you just moved your arms and shut back and forth and there's some people that got you know really into it and had very specific things they did but uh it, it's just one of the easiest forms of dance to do it just kind of resembles uh swinging your arms and elbows exaggeratedly while moving your feet a little bit like it's all you gotta do you just say hey, look at me woo 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 so basically basically jazzercise uh, uh, sure yeah if you wanted to um two you know, we, we brought up the Aquabats. Actually, you have brought up the Aquabats. Don't you? Uh, aren't you a card holder? Oh, yeah. Well, when I, found, when I found the Aquabats, I got their first album. Then when their second album, The Fury of the Aquabats, not their first album, The Return of the Aquabats, came out, I joined their fan club where I had my <laughs> parents, you know, gave my parents some money and they wrote a check and I mailed in my thing to be a part of the Aqua Cadet fan club. As a tie into our last podcast where you had to mail in stuff, this is a mm-hmm. perfect example of that. So, And I got my own Aqua Cadet card, which I still have to this day. Didn't give me anything, but it was fun to have. <laughs> and uh, their little merch store, you could buy the anti-negativity helmets, which are basically, you know, like uh, neoprene hats and goggles and stuff like that. And Yeah, I mean, the love for the Aquabats continued. <laughs> They're... Uh, they tried to do their own cartoon show. It's kind of failed miserably, but we saw them at Comic-Con here in Denver a few years ago. They performed the opening ceremonies. They were fantastic. You got the Bat Commander to sing me happy birthday during <laughs> COVID year. I mean, yep. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this is so, you know, we were talking about bands, ska bands that are still doing stuff. They are still, they're still doing stuff. They had mm-hmm. a, what, like a Halloween special or something like that. Yeah, they're still doing some cartoon stuff and entertaining things, and they've they've changed the members up a little bit, and mm-hmm. they're a little less ska focused. They you know they still do some ska stuff, but they're now just kind of like a synth pop for yeah. a lot of the things for it. But they still wear spandex outfits, and <laughs> they do it for the kids. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's flash back here. What we got the the mid nineties, early two thousands. It was actually a very interesting year for music because ska was kind of at the forefront of the pop the pop punk scene if you want to call it that also mm-hmm. you had that weird thing with swing music coming back yep yep um so the and those two kind of meshed because i'm pretty sure there was the cherry yeah, pop and daddy to the late 90s that punk ska reggae and swing music all mm-hmm. became interchangeable and acceptable to be at the same shows and the same bands. I was going to say, cause like, wasn't there shows like where I was like, 
Five Iron Frenzy and Cherry Poppy Daddy. It was just, you know, something, it probably wasn't that, but it was something along those lines where you had that swing renaissance type of punk band with the ska punk band. It's just like, it was, mm-hmm. it was a good year to be a, to be in a ska band. Oh yeah. I mean, hands down. The other thing that ska bands have going for them is they took up so much freaking space on the stage. Mm-hmm. And when they like went on tour, when you're like, okay, we'll give you 500 bucks to play a show. I'll be like, we got like 14 guys in the band though. <laughs> Meanwhile, yeah. Chris Caraba, singer-songwriter of those, just like cashing all the way to the bank. Whoa, me and a sound guy. This is all mine. Yeah, looking at just one picture of the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones over here, there's 10 guys in the picture. So, And if I recall the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, because they're, they're bands that like, I like a few of their songs, but I was never like huge, yeah, huge it's... fans of them. But they were one of the bands that their tour schedule, they were playing, I think it was 320 to 340 shows a year. Yeah, they were. They so were you're, you're talking like they had a day a week off, and they Maybe. were playing shows every night, just nonstop, nonstop, nonstop. Well, and I know the two. Like every once in a while, it was it was either then no real big fish. So real big fish would come through Colorado and would sell out shows like instantly. I don't know if that's still the case. I don't know, and that's the thing with like Scott came in hard. It that hit that wave hit hard. You know, it was kind of building up, and then it just went and then it kind of dissipated like after the mid 2000s like 2005 2006 they kind of started you know they're still there but not as on the forefront they weren't as prominent and they be, they became a little bit of a i don't know a laughing stock almost it was like oh yes people still like ska huh yes i do thank you very much. right <laughs> yeah I, I still play by Lester jacob what are you talking about i mean i i can go through some some of my favorites on here I mean, the Specials were an old classic band that they had a couple of case songs. Now that I wasn't huge into, Operation Ivy, they were more punk than anything else, but they they yeah. certainly had uh, enough uh, influence in there to keep them going. Uh, for mainstream, Sublime had some definite vibes to it, but I, it's still hard for me to consider them a ska band. Though. I was gonna say break, uh, they were more reggae rock. Yeah, which is tough, but people kind of lumped it together, so I just rolled with it. Uh, Skank and Pickle. A great band, Voodoo Glow Skulls. Some of the best horn players I think I've ever seen. Uh, Against All Authority. If you like the crust punk ska music, they were angry at everything and the fastest, most angry ska band you could probably find. Uh, Dancehall Crashers. I think they made way for a lot of the female fronted bands. Thanks to Dancehall Crash, I think is where we got Save Ferris from, and even uh, the beginnings of No Doubt. Uh, Already mentioned less than Jake. Homegrown from California. Mustard plug. Falling sickness. Slapstick. Uh, real Gold big. Finger. Real fix. Goldfinger. They're another one too that they were not a they dabbled. ska band, but they dabbled a few things. Even the Offspring yeah. had a couple songs that were skyish. Slightly stupid. I forgot about them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that uh, the Scholars or Telegraph before the name of their lawsuit. Link eighty. Uh, Wait, the lawsuit. Hold on. What? There was a band that was. They were called the Scholars, but then they had to change their name to Telegraph after they put it on because there was a different ska band called Isaac Green and the Scholars, even though Scholars was spelled differently. And there was a whole hullabaloo of confusion and people getting upset about <laughs> stuff. So there's some name changes, and you know what happens. Um, let's see, and that's the, Edna's Goldfish, one of my most underrated ska bands that came around. Mad Caddies, Penny and the Loafers, the Hippos. They broke up way, way, way too soon. Uh, Slow Gherkin, My Superhero, uh, 
Bucko Nine, Common Writer, uh, Distorted Penguins. I voted for Kodos, Royal Rangers. That's another thing about Scott Bands is the names. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> if they weren't like you know less than Jake or you know real big fish or you know but even real big fish like most of the names had kind of like a pun like even the mighty mighty boss tones real big fish you know it was one of those ones like the names were to me the whole genre about it was just not taking anything too seriously mm-hmm. it was they took they played with punk bands these punk bands were oh, super serious and they're just like eh we got horns and we're gonna think yeah oh, whatever yeah we're gonna dance and- we got horns and a message it's your choice to listen mm-hmm and some of them were, you know, super political or had things like that. But even it just it the way the music presented itself was just so much different than a lot of other genres. It felt like I, so, I, still, I still think to this day, there's a meme that is famous that sums up ska very, very perfectly. It's one of the know your meme ones. But it was I once heard ska described as what plays in a 13 year old kid's head when he gets extra mozzarella sticks. And is that not a great description of it? <laughs> what? Oh, man. So looking at, if we can trust Wikipedia, looking at Wikipedia, um, they have a decline from the 2000s to early 2010s and the revival of late 2010s to present. I would say that revival is kind of, eh. You have Goldfinger released an album in 2017, some other ones here and there. And then like the last one they was uh, the Suicide Machines released a new album in 2020, um, March 2020. Mm. That's like the most recent one. But other than that, like it was kind of like some here and there type of thing. Like what, what do you think caused the decline of ska? Was it the, like we talked about the, revolution of the pop punk era and the screamo kind of taking over giving something new or like i I think the screamo took over to it because the uh, we're going on full generalizations and stereotypes here no no that's what the the emo music went very much the dark emotional angry brooding gothic you know it it kind of went down that path Mm -hmm. and you you can't ride that line while you're singing about pizza parties and play-doh and (laughs) skanking like like it just does it doesn't work, and same thing. The ska didn't necessarily get along with the metal crowd as far as going hand in hand with it. The the punk thing went towards the emo thing. The pop thing, like no doubt, took it and went completely away. They started off as a, a ska band and became the antithesis of a ska band. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it, it it and it just wasn't cool. They were always the. I mean, maybe that's why I identified it with so much. They were always just kind of this this odd duck of a genre that could fit with these other ones, but not completely. We could hang with reggae. We could hang with rock. We could hang with this. We could hang with pop, but never really fully absorbed into any one of them. And it just kind of ebbed and flowed. And there's still diehard ska fans out there. But as far as the the mainstream, it became, oh, this, this is really great too. Well, this is, and it also didn't help that a lot of not great ska bands didn't sound very good when they sounded very much alike. I was going to say there was, there got to a point where, I mean, less than Jake and Goldfinger kind of like, and Goldfinger was the one again, that kind of dabbled, but then went more of the, the punk pop, mm-hmm. pop punk route. Um, but I mean, less than Jake kind of set themselves apart because they had the two singers, one very distinct voice for the one guy. Um, 
but you're right. Like you could you could take some Scott and like some of them just kind of sound the same. And I think that's maybe why I didn't get into Real Big Fish or the Mighty Mighty Boston's because it all just kind of it kind of blended together, kind of like jam band music. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's what their downfall was because I mean they for a while, like you said. And like we did in our previous pod- podcast about the emo music is in the early 2000s, emo music, pop punk and ska all kind of were like up there. Mm-hmm. But ska didn't really do anything different to set themselves apart. And I think that's kind of why maybe they, they fell apart. Like you said, they had their little their niche crowd. They had that little that group and they all kind of sounded the same. Where at least, yeah, with pop punk, some of it sounded the same, but there was like every once in a while, they also had the backing of major studios to throw money at them. And Ska, you know, I think that's why we don't really I, hear I, from Five Iron Friends or Less Than Jake. I, I think the industry treated Ska yeah. like a one-genre wonder. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think that's what, as I was talking, I was, sitting, I was like, okay, I think we hit the nail on the head. It was the industry. It was the the labels sitting there going, okay, you put out some great hits for us in the mid-2000s, early 2000s. You made us some money. Uh, we're going to go with this young, upcoming pop-punk band because there's three of them, and they don't have horns, and the kids don't like brass. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know? I think that's part of what you mentioned. I think there's a lot of people that are a little bit, have a little bit of aversion to brass in music. Like, mm-hmm. even have to be in the music for brass sometimes. And if you get that, that's already a little bit of a polarizing part of music, and that's like the main hook of the songs you have. Like, you got an album, no matter, even if you've got five or six different horn plays, like, oh, you love that trombone solo, huh? Well, we got an alto sax one for you next. You like both of those? How about the trumpet? Like, that's, and you're like, if you're not a horn geek, then they all just kind of sound the same, even though they mm-hmm. have their own nuances and own different things they can do that make themselves sound amazing. But to somebody that doesn't know much about how, how to play or how what they're actually doing, like, yeah, yeah, it's horns. I get it. Just like the last song and the song before <laughs> that, whatever. <laughs> like I said, they, a lot of people probably lumped them into the jam band aspect because, you know, with to me, jam bands... And there's nothing against them. I know a lot of people like them, but Jam Bands to me is just one continuous song mm-hmm. that never ends. Um, but, and some people probably feel that way about ska. And I, well, I feel that way about a lot of the old stuff. Like I, when I was into a bunch of the ska punk stuff, a lot of the old two tone ska was really tough for me to get into. A lot of the old things like the specials and stuff, they did kind of equate to Jam Bands because it was it one, it was really really slow compared to a lot of the ska punk ones, and mm-hmm. it was just. It just goes on for five or six minutes, and it there wasn't like a hook in a lot of them. It, I guarantee you, somebody right there heard you doing that and going, "Okay, get to the uh, dude, wrap it up." <laughs> and that person right there, ska's not for you. <laughs> so I looked up some of the the modern ska artists because I like to, you know, feel completely out of touch with reality now. But uh, Blunt Mag listed the uh, six modern ska bands still flag the flag. This was written in August or July of last year. They put the interrupters on there. Very intrigued by the interrupters. Uh, their <laughs> Billie Eilish cover is probably one of the greatest things I've ever heard in my life. Nice. <laughs> uh, the Popes of Chili Town. I have not heard them yet. They're uh, from the UK. I'm going to have to listen to them. Loin Groin. <laughs> Australian Ska. Another one I'm going to have to add to my list now. Uh, the Resignators. Uh, and the... Pirate Ska Rebellion, pirate-themed heavy metal 
ska. Um, okay, I'm gonna have to listen to this too. Okay. Pirate themed heavy metal ska. That's interesting, right uh-huh. there. And okay. the Bennies. And the, I'd, I'd, I'd heard of one of those bands, and I'm going to have to put all five of those on my list to go go check out now. There is also a fun YouTube channel. I think it's called the Skatoon Network. And it's this guy, this group of people or group of musicians, and they do nothing but just cover songs and video make ska, ska versions. They do video yeah. game songs. They do mm-hmm. pop songs, stuff like that. And some of them are okay. Some of them are great, but it's it's a great way to have, especially if somebody's not into ska, it's a great way to get a little taste for it because you can hear a song you know just done in a ska version of it. And, you know, you get, oh, okay. Because yeah. I feel like that's that's how you can get, if you, if you like ska and you get somebody else into it, you get a bunch of good ska covers of songs they already like and then get them used to the horns and then you can kind of wean them off into some of the good stuff on the sides. One thing that I'm sitting here looking at this is like, um, as of 2019, other artists that continue to tour and or put out music on a regular basis include Kill Lincoln, Omnigon, uh, Big Dean, The Kids Table, Five Iron Frenzy. So they're still doing stuff. That mm-hmm. makes me happy. Yeah, they just had a new album last year, I believe, I think I got. Uh, the Mad Caddies, Voodoo Glow Skulls, uh, Joyce, uh, Joystick, Mike Parks, The Bruce Lee Band, Tape Girl, Noise Complaint. Uh, Scott, Sunny, Miku, Monkey, and Bailey Who. So there's some right there. And like, and if I was to say to somebody who's never heard Ska or wants to, you know, hear what it's about, maybe listen to Five Iron Frenzy and kind of go in that way. Five Iron Frenzy or Less Than Jake. I think that's some of the milder ones, right? Like, well, I don't know if you even say mild necessarily because you can find some, I mean. That's true. That's some deep cuts. Yeah, no, no, you're right. You're right. Okay. I think it just depends that you, you just got to take a smattering of it all. If, if there's a band you're listening to and you don't like them, don't power your way through because if you don't like a couple songs, you're probably not going to let the rest of them. <laughs> just go to the next. If you listen to three Less Than Jake songs and you don't like them, try something else because you're not going to, you probably don't like Less Than Jake. But because um, mm-hmm. I, I, I looked up on Ranker, they put to the, uh, the greatest ska bands of all time. And I, I think the general public might be off on some of these. Because the top? their top, top one is the specials, then the madness, uh, Toots and the Maytails, the Scottalites, Desmond Decker, the Selector, Bad Manners, the Beat, Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, Hepcat, Toasters, Prince Buster, Jimmy Cliff, and like all the Fishbone. All those are ones that were I would equate more towards the two tone, the older ska, the much more slow. If mm-hmm. if you like reggae type of music this kind of ska might be much more your style but if you're into hard fast energy punk rock a lot of those bands are not going to fit the bill for it i was gonna say that's a weird list but i guess if we're just going ska then yeah but if we're going ska punk then no yeah because then you get down into the 15s and 20s you got streetlight manifesto you got less than jake uh what they that even, low? They, they even put rancid on this list rancid had like a handful of songs and they're on the list of ska bands Real Big Fish, Operation Ivy, Sublime, Pie Tasters, Goldfinger, Interrupters, Mustard Plug, Glow Skulls. So that you get down far the far down? Mm-hmm. Dang. So in my humble opinion, this list is a little off, but again, if you're talking to a whole bunch of the diehards, what Ska came from when it first was invented, I'll give them that's where that came from. But for the <laughs> Ska punk music that we fell in love with in the 90s, this list is definitely wrong. <laughs> Not my cup of tea, we'll say. How about that? <laughs> You're wrong. <laughs> Don't want to say wrong, but you know. I and mean, if you made it this far into the podcast, we definitely 
gave you some, and you're still, and you're still wondering what Sky is. We've given you some good, good names. Yeah, to, you've got a whole playlist to go for it. I, and, <laughs> I, I, and you're not alone because I've even found four or five bands that I'm very excited about going to find out to see if they have some good songs now. <laughs> Are we going to bring back Ska? <laughs> Did it ever really leave us though? It's always I mean, been here. That's true. That's true. <laughs> if it's got an upbeat, it can be there. <laughs> oh man. I, I just wish see this is what I need to find I need to, one of the great things about ska bands was I found so many of them by going to random shows and record shops mm. and finding things about them. And I don't have time to do that near as much as you so because I was looking at my music list and the last ska albums I have was the Five Iron Frenzy album from 2021, the Less Than Jake album from 2020, the Aquabats album from 2020. And then after that, we're going all the way back to 2018, then 2017, and then 2014, 2013, <laughs> 2012. So the 2010s, I found a grand total of like 15 ska songs I liked that came out then. Not saying they don't exist, I just never found them. And also on that too, like you said, and I, I really hate to say this because this is going to kill my soul a little bit. We found a lot of great music from no-name bands that were openers for other bands mm-hmm. going to shows. We're getting older, so it'd be a little harder to skank at a, a ska band or a ska <laughs> show now for you know three hours and, skank, and make it through. Skank till your back gets sore. Yeah, what, about four songs? <laughs> And like I said, I, I think that we, we'll like be touching back to what we talked on earlier, that it's really tough to find Sky Bands too, because it was a really, really popular thing. They were everywhere. But just logistically, it's really tough to take a whole Ska Band on tour. Mm-hmm. And some of those little clubs and venues, they're like, oh, we got, you got eight people? Well, some of them are going to have to be like backstage because you can't fit eight or nine people on the stage we've got. And think of syncing up the schedule. Musicians in general don't make a whole lot of money unless they, you know, get that lottery ticket somewhere along the way, you know, and trying to coordinate the schedules of seven to nine people to play shows and practice repeatedly. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 got everything stacked up against it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I just don't know if there's that uh, that uh, that affinity for the brass instruments anymore, unless you're in an orchestra. So, yeah, they're they're fun, <laughs> but you you don't like throw your fist in the air and just, yeah, horn solo. Woo! <laughs> Maybe some people do. I mean, they're trying. Uh, there's been a bunch of the, the 80s saxophone solos coming back in music lately. Yeah, that's so. really weird. That's throwing me off. Uh, Kenny G must be happy now. but <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. But uh, now that we've been talking about this, obviously, if you're listening still, you have probably been a fan of ska. But what are some other great ska songs or ska bands that we should find out about? Because I'm always looking for more. <laughs> I was going to say, there's a lot of them that I'm sure we don't even know about. Some people's like, you haven't heard of, you know, and we're like, no, but now we have. Thank mm-hmm. you. <laughs> yeah. Like the, spread the love. So go go to the, the Facebook page and uh, start slapping those YouTube links up there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> Sorry, I'm just or you're skanking. I'm just glad you're not imagining me skanking because I can't. I you know. <laughs> I mean, I did when you when you described the story of you just coming out looking like you jumped in a swimming pool. So 
Thanks for that. Uh, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Sky also had a pretty good like uh, vibe that went with it that was not, again, super popular. They had a lot of very interesting hats. Oh, my gosh. Had the fashion. Of, we didn't even touch on the fashion. Yeah, the fashion. I mean, I also saw Ska Band one of the time I went on. I was a, in a uh, scooter club. So we had a lot of, you know, they called them the mods, and the mods generally liked the mod music and the Ska and the two-tone stuff. And uh, there's generally a lot of a rockabilly vibe. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's another one we forgot about, the spinoff. Yep. Rockabilly was another one that you could go with Ska, but not quite 100% on there. And you get bands like the the Horror Pops and uh, Necromantics and stuff like that that are living ends to toe in that line. Although it's kind of, okay, yeah, but not, not highly. Man. I was gonna say, here we are at the very tail end of our podcast, and we just—I can just I keep mean, going. We, this the ska fashion itself is probably another thirty-minute discussion. Mm-hmm. Colored hair, <laughs> piercings, leopard print vests, pegged pants. It did make sense. No, it was again. It went with the music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was. It was just. It did. It. You had to have the right shape to fit in that hole. <laughs> <laughs> and I loved it, and I still love it. <laughs> oh man alright well let us know uh, Ska Music we didn't do, talk too much about the history but there's some great articles linked to in the blog you can read a little more about it because it's probably better you do that since we're not historical experts so mm-hmm. you, know, you can go read about those there's a great one from I think Grunge is a good write up about the how Ska came to be so go check that out getgeekish.com and uh, let us know some Ska bands that we need to find out about or Ska songs that we should love let us know in the comments at Get Geekish. And hey, thank you for listening. Keep on skanking. <laughs> if that <laughs> means anything else, are we going to get in trouble? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> keep on dancing. Skank, skank dancing. Skank dancing. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk at you next week. <laughs>